all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. All right. Thank you, my boo. Thank you, little peewee, for you opening. I love that little baby, cute little infant, infant child's laugh. It's nothing like listen to a little baby's joyful, innocent laughter. And I say this and I often say this, just listening to the laughter of a child, a little baby, because it's innocent. It's not fake. It's not phony. They don't know nothing about being fake and phony like we do when we become adults to try to appease or please someone, even when it comes to joking and stuff like that. A baby just joyfully laughs because it really, they feels it. It's laughter. I love a baby's innocent, joyful laugh. And also thank you to my fiance, my princess Nemo Fu. I love you, baby, for your recording of your opening in English and Spanish. Wow, thank you, thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Good morning, good good morning, good afternoon, good mid-afternoon, good evening, and to my night listeners, welcome to my show. Welcome to God's show. God is using me to get his word out there to the world. And I really cherish that. I just thank God for his grace and I thank him for his goodness. Now, speaking of grace, this is a quick topic. And speaking of grace, a lot of believers I'm finding now, and I used to be in that that uh that pool of people myself, really don't understand God's grace of reconciliation really don't understand the broadness of God's grace when it comes to forgiveness. I quote a lot of scriptures, and the main scripture that I quote pertaining to forgiveness is 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Now, when I quote this scripture... Matter of fact, I'm going to let me find that scripture. Give me a little second here. Let me let me find that scripture because I want to read it out to you. And unfortunately, I don't have it memorized, but I want you guys to open up your Bible. Once it has a Bible, preferably a King James Bible, a King James Bible. If you have another translation, we'll go with that. But let's 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 try to get a King Jimmy. But, you know. It's okay for this time. <laughs> Basically, I know I read out of the Living Bible sometimes, but not when it comes to Bible study, because I think the best way to learn God's word, uh, rightly divided, is the King James Bible. That's my opinion. Some people will disagree with that, but that's just my 
opinion on that. And I think a lot of people will agree with me on that. But whether they agree or not, that's what I fall on when it comes to rightly dividing God's word. Okay. All right. Let's go to uh, 5 and 19. 1 Corinthians 5 and 19. Okay. Right. Let's go here. 5 and 19. Alrighty. Alright. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Anyway, what is uh what is talking about basically is God is not imputing trespasses against no one. God is not imputing trespasses against anyone on the earth. Okay? He said, wow, really, Joe? What do you mean by trespasses? Well, trespasses means sins. God is not charging no one, yes, including the unbeliever, with sins. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that in your church? And if you say yes, I would be surprised because the majority of the people have not heard that verse before. So let's go there and read it out of the Bible. I'm going to read it in two translations, King James and out of the Living Bible. Now, Second <clears throat> Corinthians 5 and 19. Let's go to the above one first. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now let me let me let me break that down first. When it says and all things are of God, of course all things are of God. Not all evil things, not not the things that man created, but all things that God created, like nature, nature and creation and all the other things besides buildings and all that stuff. So you I hope you understand that all things, not everything that was made on the earth by man, I'm talking about creation and natural resources, are of God. The atmosphere, the space, the heavens are of God. All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself. Now, he says, God has reconciled us to himself. Not that we are reconciled to God, but he has reconciled us to himself. I wanted you to hear that, okay? So God reconciled himself to us. Put emphasis on it, because I'm going to go back to that verse in 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. By himself, to himself, by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That means we go out and do the same thing. Now, what should we be doing when we reconcile others to God? He already reconciled himself to us. How did he reconcile himself to us? And how was he able to reconcile himself to us? Okay, let's go to 19. For God, or to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world, listen to the word world, reconciling the world to himself. Now remember, he was already reconciled himself to us. Now he reconciled himself to the world, the world and us, us being as a believer, the world being as what? The world. So we all come together, believers and unbelievers. God reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us again the word of reconciliation. 
Now, let's read it out of the Living Bible for the ones that need a more paraphrased explanation. I think it's a good explanation out of the Living Bible. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer, listen closely, no longer, longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Many churches have not even heard this verse or they just read right over it. I can almost guarantee that even some of the ones that have been saved for years and years and years ran or runs right over this verse. Let me read it again. All right. And all things are of God. Verse 18. This is 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now remember, in 18, the us is the saved. The us is the believers, not the unbelievers. The us is believers. He's explaining what God, Paul is explaining what God has reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. All right. You cannot give the unsaved the ministry of reconciliation. Why? Because they are not saved. All right. Now let's go to 19. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world. Now he says the world, us and the world is not the same. Remember, us is the body of Christ. The world is everybody else that's not saved. Reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Remember, in above verse 18, he didn't say nothing about trespasses or anything because we already have been, we already have been saved. We don't need that explained to us. We are part of the body of Christ. To us are us of the body of Christ. Now, 19 says, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world. Remember, he's not saying us this time. He's saying the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them or not counting people's sins against them or not counting the world's sins against them and hath committed to us. Here's us again, the believers, the saved people, the word of reconciliation today. Many people have an issue with that. Not that so much verse. And the reason they don't have too much of an issue with the verse is because they don't even know this verse is in the Word of God, in the Bible. Believe it or not, many ministers and many believers and Christians today do not, never even heard of this verse. They probably read through it. And never even never even never even connected it together over the meaning of it. Now, when I mention and I talk to someone, or I say it on my radio, my podcast, that the, everybody's sins have been forgiven. Many people will say, what? Now, that's false teaching. Where does it say that, say that at? And I take them to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. I'm just using an example if it comes to that. And we go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 and we read what I have just read to you guys in the King James Version very plainly and in the Living Bible very plainly. That's You can go to any translation. They will say the same thing. They cannot ignore that. See, universal believers know about this. I have no doubt. I don't know if they read this, but they know about all sins have been forgiven. That's why they take it as a salvation message. Listen closely. 
They take it as a salvation message, which is not a salvation message. It's just a forgiveness message for the world. Remember, I, I differentiated the two us and the world so I could just get, get let you see what's going on. Remember, when Paul mentioned the us, he's talking to who? The believer, the body of Christ. When he mentions the world or the people, he's talking to the unbelievers. Okay, who is called? In the reconciliation ministry, it's the believers, not the unbelievers. It's the saved, not the unsaved. It's the body of Christ, not the ones that's out of the body, not the ones that's under the prince of the power of the air, Satan. Okay, it's the unbelievers. Okay, so we must get that understanding. When God said he's not imputing no one's trespasses against them or charging the world with any sins, that mean God means what he says, literally. No one's sins pass through the dispensation of grace. Let me get this straight. I'm, that's going to take a connecting the dots teaching. Under Paul's grace ministry, not time passed in the four gospels. That was a different ministry. <clears throat> under Paul's ministry, under the dispensation of grace ministry, no one's trespasses and sins has been charged against them or will be charged against them past, present, or future. Okay? So that means from the most decent to the worst person that ever walked this earth, God has not charged their sins against them. They are all been forgiven. God does not see <clears throat> any sin against no one the bad or the good that's walking the earth today. So everybody's sins is forgiven. You got that right. That's, 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 that's not plain. He's not, that's, that's plain and simple. He's not charging no one with sins. Now, let me put this, let me break this down. What that means. What it does not mean. Let me put that. It does not mean that you will never sin again. Okay. It does not mean that you, he delivered you from your sinful ways. Okay? You will still sin probably even more than you ever have, even hearing this message if you're not saved. That does not mean you will not sin again. Let's get that out there. <clears throat> now, let's break down and really get this misunderstanding of this universally universal teacher that people might think me and other grace teachers teach. Paul and myself and others do not teach universal teaching, universal salvation that everybody is going to heaven. Because God, first of all, reconciled himself. He was able to do that because what Jesus at the atonement done on the cross, Jesus took away everybody's sins. When he said it is finished, everybody on the cross sins was forgiven, but it was not revealed the whole broadness of what happened on the cross until it was revealed to the apostle Paul, Peter and the other disciples and no one else knew about it because it was under the kingdom program. It was only revealed under the grace program. Okay, you got that right. All right. I hope you, I hope you can get that understanding. So let me hurry up. At the atonement, the sacrificial, sacrificial lamb of Christ when he died on the cross, the secret that was in Christ was only revealed as a mystery to the Apostle Paul about everyone's sins being forgiven. No one understood the finished work of Christ. Only one knew that 
was the Apostle Paul. Because it was revealed to him by who? The risen Savior, Jesus. Okay? So it was revealed. That's why you never hear this teaching in the four Gospels or time past in uh, the prophets' uh, messages. You know, you won't hear this from Peter in the book of Acts and nothing because it was only revealed to the Apostle Paul to lay on down the line where Paul revealed it to Peter and all that, but Peter didn't work their way, James didn't work their way, the book of Galatians break that down. But let's get to this forgiveness. Now, another thing, what this is not saying, because everyone's sin has been forgiven and God is not counting. No one's sins against them does not mean that they are saved, does not mean that they have a free ticket to heaven and they can live any type of way they want. Forgiveness for the world and salvation don't come in one package. Second Corinthians 5 and 19 is not teaching that everyone is saved and will go to heaven. It does not say that. It says nothing about salvation. Nothing about salvation. It only talks about trespassing, their trespassing, and God is not imputing which is in the King James Bible, the Living Bible said, not charging anyone with their sins, which is another good translation. Okay? So no one's sins is getting charged today. That does not mean you will not sin again, first of all. Second of all, that does not mean that God delivered you from all your sins. Your nature is cleansed from sin. It does not mean that for the ones thinking means that. If they read this or when they read this. And also, and the ultimate is, it does not mean salvation. It does not mean you are saved, okay? It just means you have been forgiven. It's just like a, a bank wiping out of account. That don't mean you can go and get the go get credit and stuff like that, and you can still have the benefits of the bank. No, you won't. It just means they just wash your debt away. That's all that means. That doesn't change you, okay? Just like a court, when the judge acquits you, he just acquitted you. You're still a thief. You're still a killer, but he just acquitted you. That don't mean you're going to stop doing what you're doing or nothing like that. See, he just acquitted you for that crime you have done. And if you're doing it again, you're in trouble. Okay. So it does not mean that. So let's get that straight. Forgiveness for all your sins, past, present, and future under this grace message, under Paul's grace message, the gospel of the grace of God, not the kingdom program. This is only for the ones under the dispensation of the gospel of the grace of God that your your sins have been forgiven. Anything before the teaching of Paul's message? Yes, you can go to hell with, because of your sins. You can go to hell because of your sins. Your salvation was based on works. Anything before grace, your salvation was based on works. That is true. But I'm talking about under the gospel of grace message that Jesus gave to the Apostle Paul. Everyone's sins has been forgiven. God opened up that broadness of that meaning of what really happened, the broadness, what the other side of the cross, I like to call it. God opened that up through the Apostle Paul, so it's explained only through the teachings of the Apostle Paul, Romans through Philemon, for the body of Christ, the church today, that we have been given the message, the reconciling message, reconciling message to go tell the world that their sins have been forgiven. Now they can be saved. Not that they are saved, but they can be saved. That's the difference between the grace message and the universal, universal 
theology teaching. They teach that everybody's sins are been forgiven, which is true. But what they mess up on and what they've been misled on is they think forgiveness and salvation is one. They come together. No, that's why they teach that God's love. He will not send nobody to hell because they believe forgiveness and salvation is one together. That Paul does not teach that. He does not teach universal theology. I do not teach universal theology that everybody's going to heaven. I teach what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 and other scriptures that God is not imputing. He's not charging no one with their trespasses, King James versions, or counting their sins against them, the Living Bible translation. And other translations sure says the same thing. No one has been charged with sins, but what people do, they get these other translations as well, and they thinking that God is not charging nobody with sin and they're going to heaven. So they believe in that theology of universalism. But no, you're, you have been forgiven not saved. Now, what way, now how to be saved is you have to believe that. You have to believe that. You have to believe what Jesus did for that to happen. You have to believe that to get the main benefits of the package, which is sanctification, righteousness, glorification, set up in the heavenly places. You will get all that you would be baptized in Christ when you believe it. And how do you believe it? You believe what Jesus done on the cross. You believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. I mean, after the cross, I'm sorry. His death, burial, resurrection, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. That's salvation message. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4 are two different messages. One is for forgiveness for the world. One is for salvation for the world. Where that way they could be saved. The only way, and what opened those doors for them to be saved according to 1 Corinthians 15, 3 to 4 or 1 to 4 is 2 Corinthians 5 or 19 because their forgiveness, their sins are no more. So they can be saved by only accepting it. I can give you an envelope with a million dollars in it, and it's yours, and it got your name on it, but it will never be yours, and you, you will never do nothing with it if you never receive it and believe it. You never take it. You have to believe it by believing what Jesus done on the cross, and then the whole package come to fruition. That's what Paul teaches. He does not teach universal salvation. He teaches that forgiveness has been dealt with on the cross. All the world's salvation under the dispensation of grace. Paul's teaching. Okay, so that ought to be good news. You would think it would be good news for the believers when they hear this. But no, many believers still tell you you have to do this to be forgiven. You have to do that to be forgiven. You can't get saved. Yeah, you have been forgiven, but you cannot get it until you'll be saved. They still believe in the same first and the forgiveness. They can't catch. They can't get. They, they try to play, almost try to play God. You have to be saved first before you be forgiven. They believe what Jesus done. They believe Jesus took care of everybody's sins on the cross, past, present, and future. Most believers believe that. They're caught up in the religion part of me, my, I got to do this myself. You got to do this yourself. You have to be saved first before you be forgiven. But Bible does not teach that under the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Okay. All right. You must be forgiven first to be saved. 
No, that's not right. You are already forgiven, so now you can be saved. I wanted to tell you that. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. You want more teachers about that? Go to Connecting the Dots if you are saved, okay? God bless you all. I hope you got something out of that. I love you all. Peace out. I just wanted to break that down for my listeners that's looking for salvation and they're worried about their sins. Brothers and sisters of the future body of Christ, your sins has already been taken care of. You just need to be saved now by believing 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, what Jesus done on the cross. God bless you. Bye-bye. Peace out. Love you all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.